do what he's promised. We can be confident, friends, that he will do this. Though we do not understand the how, and even if God told us how, we still wouldn't be able to understand it because we're so limited. We can be confident that he will do what he has promised. At least one last question for today. What difference does this truth make? What difference does this truth make? So I was reading on it this week. One of the authors said, this is a largely forgotten doctrine today. I mean, when was the last time we really ponder our future glorification? And it seems to be the case that when we do think about the future, we get wrapped up in controversies of when things are happening. We get into all those debates about what the end times will be like. We miss these very clear revelation of Scripture from Philippians, from 1 Corinthians, from 1 Thessalonians, from 1 John, that Christ is coming back, and at His second coming, He will give us transformed, glorified bodies. So what difference should this truth make? Quite simply, friends, it should change us now. To change us. Looking forward to our future glorification should change us now. You can notice Paul's flow of thought here in these verses. Go back to verse 21 of today and read it straight through to verse 1. Who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. Therefore, therefore, why? Therefore, because you're going to have a glorified body one day. Therefore, my brothers whom I love and long for, my joy, my crown, stand firm. Thus in the Lord, my beloved. What difference should it make? Thinking about our future glorification, the return of Christ, should help us stand firm today with whatever we face. What does it mean to stand firm? It means we seek to know God today. It means we follow Him. It means we resist temptation. It means we seek to obey Him. It means we're not swayed by fleshly desires in the world around us and the enemy's schemes for us. It means we seek to follow Him now. I love how Paul clarifies this in 1 Corinthians 15, going back to verse 51. This is that amazing text we read from earlier in verses 42 to 44 about what our bodies will be like. But in 1 Corinthians 15, he gives us a lot more detail about what this is going to be like towards the end of time. Look at verse 51. Let's just read it straight through. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet... For the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable. There it is again. And we shall be changed for this perishable body must put on the imperishable and this mortal body must put on immortality. When the perishable puts on imperishable and the mortal puts on immortality, then we shall come to pass the saying that's written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now notice what he comes to again. Therefore, therefore, because you're going to have this imperishable, immortal body that he will give you, that you will be glorified when he... Therefore, my beloved brothers, be... What's the next word? What's the next word? Steadfast. There it is again. That we're to be steadfast because we're going to be immovable. We're to always be abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. That if we think about Christ's return, if we think about our glorification, it should make us steadfast. It should make us not so swayed by the world around us. It should help us to live for Christ and not live for the things of this earth that are so fleeting. It should produce in us steadfastness today. So let's bring all those six questions together to answer our question. What is glorification? Here's our answer for today. Glorification is when Jesus returns and transforms his followers by giving them perfect resurrection bodies. Glorification when Jesus returns, the second coming, and transforms, metamorphosizes his followers by giving them perfect resurrection bodies. Bodies like his that are imperishable, beautiful, powerful, and holy. And friends, this truth is not just a daydream. This truth is not just a fairy tale for us. It's the reality for all followers of Christ. It should lead us to want to know him more and more. So two questions for you this morning. Number one, are you confident this will happen to you? 
Just think about all this thought of God taking the dust of your body when you die and the future and years from now when Christ comes back. Bring it all back together. Are you confident this will happen to you? Remember Romans 8.30? Those he justified, he also glorified. Friends, if you're not justified, if you've never experienced salvation in Christ, then this hope is not for you. And that's your starting place is to cry out to the Lord saying, Lord, I need to know you. I need your forgiveness. And to cry out to him asking him to make himself known to you. Friends, are you confident this will happen to you? And if so, friends, second question How should knowing this truth change you today? How should knowing this truth change you today? So look up on the screen, Colossians 3, 1 to 5. I want to close with this. It's another one of those many, many texts in the Bible about our glorification. It says, If you then have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, for Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you've died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, here it is again, the second coming, then you also will appear with him in glory. Now notice this. Put to death, therefore. So what changes because we think about these things? Put to death, therefore, whatever is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Do you see the connection there? That the more we think about Christ's return, the more we think about the glorification of our bodies, the transformation that will happen one day, the more it should produce in a steadfastness today, which not only changes our desires, it changes our outward actions. Thinking about our future transformation should transform us now, friends. Are there some areas where God needs to grow you, even this week, where you need to be more steadfast, where there's sins you need to repent of, where things you're living for the world instead of for eternity? Ask Him for grace to grow you in those things this week. Would you pray with me? Father, we are grateful for your word. We thank you that you've shown us who you are, who we are, and even what's going to happen to us in the future. Lord, I pray as we think about this incredible thought of the transformation, the metamorphosis of our own bodies, the glorification of our own bodies one day, that God, you'd anchor us in this truth. This will not just be some fanciful dream or out there idea, but this will become a reality that we are longing for and waiting for. Lord, every time we deal with sickness and our own limitations of our memory or our physical bodies or whatever we're coming to deal with, I pray we wouldn't despair, but we remember that these lowly bodies are not what is forever, but that one day our souls will depart from these bodies and be with you in heaven, and we'll see you for who you are. We have to realize that you will restore the creation. You'll create new heavens and a new earth when you return. And you will give us new bodies as well. Somehow incredible thought that these are still our bodies, but they've been resurrected and transformed. Oh, Lord, help us believe this truth and help that truth change us now. As we think about these things, Lord, if there's anyone here who's watching online who is struggling with some sin stronghold that is just ensnaring them and enslaving them, they cannot find freedom from. I pray this week, oh, Holy Spirit, you would so fill them and turn their eyes to eternity. They would want to be steadfast and free from these things and enslave them, knowing that you have so much more for them now and for eternity. And Lord, there's so many things that pull at us, that distract us from living for eternity, that where we're trying to lay up treasures on earth instead of treasures in heaven. I pray this week through your Holy Spirit working in us as we remember and think about the future, God, that you would free us from those things to help us live with eternity in view and live for your glory, not for the temporal pleasures of this life. And Father, if there's anyone who's here, who's watching online, who has never been justified, who's not experiencing the sanctification of the Holy Spirit, who does not have this hope of glorification, I pray that today would be the day of salvation for that person. And Lord, they would run to your word and see you for who you are. And they cry out in repentance, asking you for forgiveness of their sins and crying out, desiring for you to be the Lord of their life. Lord, would you turn their hearts to you today? 
Lord, we cannot produce these things. We can't justify ourselves. We can't sanctify ourselves. And we definitely can't glorify ourselves. So in all these things, God, I pray you would show yourself strong on our behalf, doing what only you can do so that we might worship you. We ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand as we sing our closing song this morning?
would you produce in us this week the desires for what we just sung, that we would really understand and proclaim and believe this week that all we have is Christ, and that be our hope and our anthem all this week. We ask it for your glory and for our joy in Jesus' name. And I'll read you this closing benediction once again from Colossians 3 as we leave. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. May God give us grace to do that this week, Gateway family. Enjoy the snow on your way out. You've got a beautiful scene to walk out to. God bless you.